Hi guys, hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Irish Balance podcast. I really hope everyone who has been tuning in to the episodes so far has enjoyed them and has enjoyed the content that I've been sharing on my blog as well. As I've said before, I'm absolutely loving creating this podcast and it really blows my mind the amount of downloads it's had and the feedback that I've had from people about the podcast and the benefits it's brought them. It really does inspire me to keep going and makes me really, really happy. So if you're new to the podcast and this is your first episode, welcome. And lucky you, you've got a whole bucket load of episodes to tune into after this. So I'll just tell you a little bit about who I am if you haven't heard of me before. So my name is Kira. I'm an Irish girl, Boston born, in case you didn't know, and a qualified medical doctor. I'm very passionate about preventative medicine, health promotion, and overall public health, particularly how our lifestyles affect our health through the food we eat, the exercise we undertake, how we manage our stress, our sleep, and our social well-being. And I started my blog uh, while I was training as a doctor to show you guys through this platform, how we can empower ourselves to live happy, healthy lifestyles that are full of balance and not restriction. If you're looking for my blog or a recipe, which you'll find there too, it is theirishbalance.com and my social media handles are at theirishbalance on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. So let's get into this week's episode. This one is a little bit of a combination of a couple of things that I've been asked to talk about um, on the podcast through people interacting with me on social media and the episode's going to cover the concepts of self-talk and mindfulness and gratitude because those three things really were massive game changers for me in 2018. By that I mean they were three things that I actively reflected on in terms of how I was talking to myself whether I was being kind to myself and then throughout the year as well I really found that I began to recognize how important gratitude is in our daily lives and really engaging with mindfulness and doing that on a daily basis was a big part of that. But I also know that the terms mindfulness and meditation scare a lot of people and can seem maybe a little bit hippie and trippy, but really that's mostly down to, as was the case for me, not really knowing what they mean. And once you understand that they're not at all complicated as concepts and in fact bring us huge, huge mental and physical health benefits, you'll realize they are healthy habits that you won't want to break. So let's start with self-talk because I think that's probably one of the hardest things to change and yet one of the most important. So what is self-talk? Well, very simply, it's how we talk to ourselves. And I've discussed self-talk a little bit in my stress episode of the podcast. So uh, if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back and check that out as I think it is a really important aspect of stress management. But it really does fascinate me how we talk to ourselves. We all have that inner voice. It doesn't make us crazy. In fact, it makes us a bit more sane to listen to it. And I think how we talk to ourselves is really quite an extraordinary thing. And like I've said at the start of this podcast, I am talking from personal experience and reflection. One of my favorite quotes that I say to myself and that I say to friends is that we should talk to ourselves like someone we love or like our best friend. And yet, despite it being a mantra of mine, I definitely don't do it enough. And in fact, our self-talk is often a huge part of what holds us back in making sustainable, healthy lifestyle changes or just breaking bad habits. And so I hope that by setting a spotlight on this area and sharing my own experience with you guys, that it might help someone else out there listening to address their inner voice and maybe make it a little bit kinder. 
I think the best example of when I let myself talk get really negative is whenever I have a little training injury. I've had two kind of really, not big ones, but two decent enough ones to kind of set me back a little bit over the past two years, which, you know, I understand is a couple of very minor things in the grand scheme of life. But like anything that affects your physical or mental health, it really can get you down, particularly when it stops you from doing the things you want to do. Particularly last year, when I picked up um, a tendonitis during the summer, I found I let myself talk, run headfirst into negativity, frustration and anger as soon as I found out that's what was going on. I had to give up running for a while to rehab and to be honest, just got a little bit too catastrophic in my thinking instead of seeing the long-term picture in life. And I'm sure we're all guilty of it for many more minor things like missing the bus, the bus being late, something we forgot to do for a family or a friend. Basically, we're all guilty of negative self-talk, but we can all learn from it. As they say, hindsight is twenty twenty vision. Self-talk is relevant to any and every aspect of our lives, right down to those first thoughts when you wake up in the morning. One of my favourite mantras to start the day with is, it's a good day to have a good day. It always makes me smile. And even if I've gone to bed in a little bit of a funk, that little phrase reminds me that a new day is a new start. I've said many times before on my social media that I do believe the energy and vibes you put out into the world directly affects those you receive in return. I'm not calling it karma. I don't know what the name is for it, but I do firmly believe it to be true. So I think the first step with building a little bit more positivity in your self-talk is to first hear what it is saying. Until you hear what vibe you're saying to yourself, you can't change them. So how do you do that? Well, for me, mindfulness really was the, shall we say, doorway into that first step. Mindfulness was defined by the founder of mindfulness-based stress reduction, Dr. John Kabat-Zinn, who has an amazing interview with Oprah Winfrey on her podcast, by the way, highly recommend checking that out. But he defined it as awareness that arises through paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. And he also simplified it a little bit more by saying, it's about knowing what is on your mind. And I can't put it any simpler than he can. To me, mindfulness brings you back to yourself. It might be through taking three or maybe even 10 deep breaths and hearing your thoughts, hearing the tone of them, whether they're positive or negative, whether they're making you feel good or bad. Many of us don't take the time to listen to our body and mind at all during a busy, busy day. But if we start to tune in even once a day, that's a huge start. In the past, I've been really guilty of trying to deal with tricky times in life by keeping busy or just getting on with it. But in fact, all I'm doing is distracting myself from dealing with those thoughts that are in my head or the issue at hand. Being mindful has really allowed me to tune in when my mind and my body are telling me to slow down. And trust me, it's a work in progress, but I do find I listen a lot more than not now. I don't pretend to be a mindfulness or meditation expert, but I do think it's helpful to you guys and I have always gotten feedback that it's been helpful to share how I got started. This time last year, I downloaded the Calm app. After trying Headspace in 2017, I didn't really find it that helpful, but I know it's found its home in a lot of people's phones and I know a lot of people take benefit from it and there's lots of other meditation apps out there. I just find Calm is what works best for me and it is important to find the one that works for you and you might not be an app person at all and that's totally fine as well. 
I do 10 minutes of meditation every day with the Calm app. And when I first downloaded it, I did a free trial. So I tried lots of their different 10 minute sessions. They do seven days of gratitude and seven days of stress relief and seven days of all these other things. And they have sleep stories. They have even movement um, meditations now. And I found that was what changed the game for me to really get me into mindfulness and meditation. So now I do 10 minutes before bed every night. But after three weeks of doing that, this time last year, I noticed I was a lot more mindful in my day and much, much less reactive in how I interacted with myself or with people or when I was faced with a stressful situation at the hospital. So if you think you'd like to try an app, that's definitely a great place to start. And if not, and you just want to try and bring a little bit of mindfulness into your life without adding an app to your phone, I totally understand. So this is what I try to do. I try to take the time at some point every day to have a mindful moment. For me, and it might not be the same for you, but for me, it's most feasible when I have my morning coffee. At the moment, I'm doing my master's full time in public health and nutrition. So before lectures start every morning, I usually arrive to college about 20, 25 minutes early, just the way my trains work out. I come there from the gym or from doing some yoga at home. And when I get there, I have my breakfast, I have a cup of coffee and I sit down and I enjoy it. I don't rush it. I don't wolf it except in very, very exceptional circumstances, I take time. I check in with how I'm feeling about the day ahead, what I have going on for the day ahead, and how the food tastes, how the coffee tastes, which is usually good because I go out of my way to get a good coffee. It's my one vice, one a day. But that's a really big mindful moment for me. I check in with me, with how I'm feeling, and with what my thoughts are about the day ahead. That mindful moment might be totally different for you. It might be on the bus to work or on the train home, or even if you're stuck in rush hour traffic on a Monday and you're wishing you just, it was the weekend already, that might be the perfect time to have a mindful moment, to take a deep breath in and a long breath out, to look around you, see what's around you, see what colors are in the sky or in the environment you're in and hear what your mind is saying. And whatever those thoughts are, don't judge yourself. That's the key part of mindfulness. Whether they're positive or negative, you don't judge yourself. You acknowledge them and you just see them in your mind. If I find I'm getting very distracted by thoughts, sometimes I find it really helpful to put a label on them and acknowledge that I'll come back to them another time. Instead, just focus your attention on the breath. Let those thoughts float across your mind. Label them if you need to, but that's you being mindful. You're just paying attention to what's outside you and what's inside you. Hopefully the train of thought of this podcast is making sense to you guys, but I'm going to let this part bring me to gratitude because it's intricately linked with mindfulness for me. I've always known what the words grateful and gratitude mean, what the dictionary tells you, but understanding the true concept of gratitude and how it applies to my life, I've learned really, really comes from the experiences and challenges life throws at you. I had a pretty crazy year last year and this year is shaping up to be pretty similar, but it was a pretty crazy year. There was a lot of big changes. Most of them weren't easy. Big change is never really easy. In fact, none of them were easy. And getting through it all took a lot of mindfulness and definitely appreciating the true value of gratitude and how it applies to my life. The challenging experiences in life are different for all of us, whatever stage of life we're at. And so I know how that applies to me might not be how it applies to you, but I think you'd agree getting through those tricky times is what builds our resilience as individuals. So what does gratitude mean to me? Well, 
many things, but it grounds me. If I'm finding it hard to see beyond a difficult time at work, at college, for exams or at home, or even an issue with a family or friend, I really, really try to take it back to what I can be grateful for. And actually doing that was what got me through having two injuries over the last couple of years. Sounds small, but makes a big difference to be grateful for what you can do instead of what you can't. We do live in a world where many problems are classed as first world problems. And as a result, because we get so consumed by those, we often forget how blessed we are for the basics that we have in life. Our health, physical, emotional, mental, social, a safe place to live, clean water, family, friends, a significant other, a pet, two legs to walk on, two arms to help us care for our own physical needs, a voice that can speak and express opinions and contribute to the world, and a mind who can help us do that with the ability to perform the complex tasks that get us through each day. For those of us lucky to live in one, a society that isn't filled with day-to-day -day conflict and psychological stress and fear. Many people don't have one or many more of those things, but those of us that have them all are often guilty of taking them for granted. Bringing yourself back to the basics that you can appreciate, enjoy, and be grateful for is easier some days than others, but starting that process, starting to bring it back to gratitude is game-changing. And as I said, beginning using the Calm app and becoming more mindful, doing it every day, that really, really helped for me. And it's such a simple act, but it really has changed me as a person and my life. My day-to-day -day awareness of myself, my thoughts and my behavior towards others, which is really, really important. Mindfulness followed by gratitude brought my self-talk to a kinder place. Now, whenever I feel like I'm struggling with something, when I'm saying I can't, more than I can, I stop myself. I stop that voice and I say, would you talk to your best friend that way? Or like someone you love. If you wouldn't, you have no right to be saying that to yourself. You do not need those grey clouds over you. You need silver linings. We all need silver linings in life. What has really helped me in the past when I found I'm struggling the most is writing an I can list. When I got my injury during the summer, I sat down when I was at my most negative with myself and I wrote I can in huge letters across a big A4 page. And this is what my list said. I can. Breathe. Listen. Speak. Share. Knowledge. Learning. Good vibes. Positivity. Train in a modified way. Work on yoga and Pilates. Bear in mind this is in the context of an injury. I can read. Fiction. Non-fiction. Research for a talk I was doing that week write for my blog, recipe create, spend more time with family and friends outside of going for runs, come back rehabbed stronger than ever before. I come back twice the size of my setback. I still have that list. I kept it because it reminds me to look for the positive, to look for the silver lining. And as I've said at the start, this applies to every aspect of life, work, family, friends, healthy habits you want to adopt, but are still on that to-do list personal issues that crop up. It's about focusing mindsets towards one in solution mode instead of I can't mode. We do all have the power to change how we talk to ourselves. And actually we have a responsibility to. The world could always do with more kindness and that can definitely start with how we treat ourselves. It isn't easy, I know that. And I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect at it. Far from it, as you can see from this podcast episode. But I make an effort every single day and I'm conscious of that inner voice every single day. 
the 2019 mantra that I added to my little mini list of motivating mantras in life to keep boosting and building that self-talk is you got this. It's something that I say to myself after I banish I can't when I feel things are a little bit negative. I can and you got this. Try it next time. You might be surprised at how good you feel after. And that, I think, is where I will leave this week's episode, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope that it shared enough of my journey with mindfulness, gratitude and self-talk with you guys. It's something that I'm always, always working on. And you go through peaks and drops. But the most important thing is to be working on it. Because it is really a huge part of our mental health. And one that we have a lot of power over. More than many of us think we do. As always, I'd love to hear your feedback on this episode. Drop me a comment here on Podbean or leave me a comment on my blog or drop me a DM or a tweet. You know where to find me at the Irish Valence. And until next week's episode, please do your best to join me in keeping that inner voice kind. Bye, guys. <laughs>